Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Spy catcher. A series of true stories of the unceasing search for enemy spies in water based on the memoirs of Lieutenant Colonel Oreste Pinto of the Allied Counterintelligence Service. This week's story is entitled, The Lisbon Run. The part of Colonel Pinto is played by Bernard Archer. One of my regular duties during the war was to visit a small RAF airfield on the south coast and to meet and screen civilian passengers arriving in England on the Lisbon plane. It was a dangerous journey, and as a rule, they arrived rather tense and tired. They were always a mixed bunch. Escapers, refugees, resistance leaders, merchant seamen. I never knew exactly what the day might bring. The plane is in, sir, and here is the passenger list. I've checked them, eight civilian passengers, and they're all in the waiting hall, sir. Any VIPs? No, sir. Oh, well, this shouldn't take long. Um, there are no names here that are on our suspect list. I'll see this man, Duclos, René Duclos, first. Will you send him in with his baggage, and then examine the baggage and complete the forms on the others? Yes, sir. Duclos, this way, please. Duclos, sir. Good morning. Good morning. There are a few questions I must ask you before you can enter the United Kingdom. Uh, so, sit down, please. Oh, thank you. Full name? René Duclos. Age? 35. Nationality? French. Where were you born? Valoise, Haute-Saône. Are both your parents French? Yes, and their parents. And their parents before them. <laughs> Religion? Catholic. Are you a member of any political movement or organization? Is the resistance a political movement? Which resistance? In France? In Haute-Saône. I'm a leader of resistance in Haute-Saône. Why have you come to England? The talks. The French leaders in London. Hmm. Have you papers to prove this? I have orders. No papers. I see. Cigarette? Ah, thank you. Hmm. Is there someone in London who can vouch for you? Someone who knew you in France? Yes. Oh, his name, please? Paul Ferrar. His address in London? Captain Paul Ferrar, headquarters of General de Gaulle. Mm -hmm. How much money have you brought with you? Twenty francs. Well, that's not very much. Do you wish to see them? Yes, please. There they are. Ten. Twenty. Thank you. Are they all right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, Colonel, they're counterfeit. But very good. We print them ourselves. 
I've brought them to show my friends how we buy supplies for the resistance and swindle the Bosch. Two pigeons with one stone. <laughs> you have any other money? No. You have a parcel. May I examine it? Of course. Is this your first trip to England? Yes. How did you get to Lisbon? No, oh, the usual route. Across the Pyrenees, across Spain. And how did you cross Spain? Well, it was quite simple. By train. Oh, I had the correct papers for that. I was a Swiss businessman traveling to a porter. Then I went to Lisbon. Do you have these papers? Of course. Okay. Oh, can I have them back? They'll be useful if I have to return the same way. Yes, of course. Well, your parcel's quite clear. Um, will you now turn out your pocket key? I carry very little, Colonel. Nothing that would tell the Bosch who I am. Or tell you. A knife, pencil, cigarettes, a box of matches. Swiss cigarettes, as you see. Swiss matches. My handkerchief. Do you wish to inspect my rosary? Please. How long did this journey to Lisbon take? Six days. And how long were you in Lisbon? Two days. Do you know any other of the passengers? No. Do any of them know you? No. Have you seen any of them before? No. Well, where will you be staying in London? With my friend, Captain Clodagh. Right, thank you, that's all. You may now go to London. Right. Thank you. Oh, Duclos, one yes. more question. Your friend, Captain Ferrat, what's his code name in the resistance? He is known as Paul. Thank you, that's all. Oh, come in, Captain. Duclos, sir? He's free to go. Hmm. Who's next? James Mackay, sir. A merchant seaman. All right. Here are his papers, sir. Thank you. This way, please. Come in. Sit down, please. Thank you, sir. You are James Stuart Mackay, age 45, British National Occupation Merchant Seaman. Yes, sir. Just in from Lisbon. Well, what happened to you, Mackay? You killed him the outward trip, sir. Pneumonia. And I got it again. I had it last October. Then I was torpedoed, and I spent four months in hospital. Then I came back three months ago. Got it again, and they put me off at Jeb, sir. Well, how long were you in hospital this time? Six weeks, sir. How long were you in Lisbon? Three weeks, sir, waiting for a run home. Now, where are you going now? To Glasgow, sir, to see my wife. Then I joined the pool. May I examine your bag? It's been examined, sir, twice. Yes, I'd just like to check it, please. Is this a correct list of the contents? Yes, sir. No, read it, please. Yes, sir. All correct. Does it include what you have in your pocket? Yes, sir. Well, the suitcase seems to be all right. Um, turn out your pocket, please. How much money do you have? This is all I have, sir. Three pounds ten. And this is my pass to get me home to Glasgow. And that's my doctor's certificate. Well, uh, that's a lot, sir. Is this all you have? Yes, sir. Right. There you are. How long were you in Lisbon, Mackay? Three weeks, sir, waiting for the trip home. Do you know any of the other passengers? No, sir. Met them at Lisbon Airport this morning. Hmm. All right, Mackay, that's all. You can go off to Glasgow. Thank you, sir. And I wish you better luck on your next ship. 
Thank you, sir. I could do with it. Goodbye, sir. Goodbye. Right, come in. Uh, Captain Mackay is free to leave. Yes, sir. How's it going? All right, sir. I've checked the baggage of four of them and uh, completed the forms. Two more to do. Anything unusual? No, sir. Nothing yet. Any other forms? Thank you. Peter Van Hook, Johan Mantel, Miss Isabel Anderson. Yes. Uh, she's uh, quite a dish, sir. And she's becoming impatient. Difficult? Yes, sir. She's a bit of a school ma'am. Well, fear not. Right, sir. Miss Anderson, this way, please. Uh, come in, Miss Anderson. Do I bring my baggage in here? Yes, please. Sit down, please. Thank you. You are Isabel Anderson, age 28, British national, unmarried, occupation, profession, school teacher. How long have you been abroad, Miss Anderson? Five years. Where have you been traveling? You have my passport. Yes. Where have you been traveling, Miss Anderson? I was in Spain. Where in Spain? Madrid. For five years? Yes. What was your occupation while in Spain? I'm a school teacher. I taught English at a girls' school in Madrid. Do you have relatives in Spain, in Madrid? Uh, yes, the sister. Her name, please. Mary. Her address, please. Uh, I'm afraid I don't know her address. You see, we shared a flat in Madrid, and when I decided to come home, the flat was too expensive for her, so we cancelled the lease. She's looking for another place. I don't know yet where she's living. Do you have relatives in England? Uh, in London, my parents. Oh, their address, please. Uh, here's my parents' address, and my address in Madrid. Oh, thank you. Will you be returning to Madrid? No. And how much money have you bought with you, Miss Anderson? Oh, I have told this to the authorities and also to your captain. Um, oh, yes. 350 pounds in 10 pound notes. Yes. May I see the money, please? Hmm? The money, please. Thank you. How do you account for this money? It was for five years teacher's English at a school in Madrid. Which school? It's named on my papers. As you will see, it's a girls' school, a very fashionable girls' school. But you were asking about the money. It's my savings. Where did you change your savings into English money? Really? Must you ask about every little thing I've done? If I think it's necessary. And it's not idle curiosity, Miss Anderson. We're at war. The authorities have decided that all civilians entering the United Kingdom must be interrogated. They must give an account of themselves. British subjects? Yes, British subjects. And particularly British subjects who've been resident in enemy or neutral countries for several years. Now, you drew this money from a bank in Madrid. You then travelled to Lisbon. Yes. How long were you in Lisbon? Um, three weeks. Waiting for a passage to England? Yes. Why have you returned to England? I've come home to see my parents. Just that? Yes. Any other reason? Should there be? I think so. Why? Well, as a British subject, you are, of course, entitled to come home. And the authorities, as you know, make provision for this. You would make application to the British consul in Lisbon. Yes. And he gave you a seat on the Lisbon plane. Hmm. What reason did you give him to merit a priority passage? You were just coming home to see your parents? I don't know what you mean. I mean this. To get a seat on the Lisbon plane, you must give a reason for this priority. Well, I said my mother was ill. Is she? Yes. Seriously ill? Yes. Is your sister coming home to see her? Um, I don't know. Hmm. Your travelling case, Miss Anderson. Do you mind if I examine it? 
Well, it has been searched twice by the customs and by your captain. The key, please. It only contains my clothes. The key, please. Very well, if you must examine my underwear. Thank you. Satisfied? No. May I have your handbag, please? Your handbag, please. For some reason that I couldn't yet fathom, Isabel Anderson was being obstructive, even belligerent. She was an extremely good-looking girl, cultured, well-groomed. But she was also frightened. I was determined to know why. As I searched her handbag, I could feel the tension grow. The handbag contained an expensive powder compact, a purse, a small leather wallet with visiting cards, a pocket diary, a small sealed envelope, and two letters, both addressed to her in Madrid. As I examined the envelope, and particularly the postmark, she was watching me closely. Um, may I read them? But they're personal letters. They're private. They were personal letters and private, but you chose to bring them to England. They're no longer private. Do you read Spanish? Yes. Can I stop you reading them? Who is Ferdy? If you must know, he's my fiancé. Your loving Ferdy. When did you say you left Madrid? Three weeks ago. Yes. That's dated just three weeks ago. But your fiancé seems to be unaware that you were leaving for England. It's written on airmail paper, postmarked Barcelona. Who is your fiancé? What is he? Is this necessary? Yes, who is he? He is employed by Spanish Airlines. He was at Barcelona when he wrote to me. Is he a pilot? Yes. A civil airline pilot? Yes. His name, please. Oh. His name, please. Senor Gomez, Ferdinand Gomez. Thank you. How long have you known him? Two years. If you must know everything, I met him at a party. He's the brother of one of the teachers. Thank you. This second letter. Who is Jose Martinez? He's a doctor. Yes, I know. It says so. Is he your doctor? He was my doctor. Rather affectionate for a doctor. Professional etiquette isn't the same in Spain. He does not affect me. He's a friend. I see. Well, let's see what else there is. Look, why are you doing this? I'm a British subject. I've explained to our consul in Lisbon my reason for coming home. He sent me home by air. There's nothing more to it. Please, haven't you finished? May I go now? All in good time, Miss Anderson. This is your diary? Yes. Mm-hmm. And what's in this sealed envelope? Face powder. There's face powder in your compact. Are you also carrying some in this envelope? Um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, perhaps my medicine. Medicine? Yes. From your doctor? Yes. From the affectionate Dr. Martinez? Oh, not affectionate. He's a friend. What kind of medicine, Miss Anderson? Well, you can see for yourself. All I can see is a white powder. Don't you know what kind of medicine it is? To help me when I'm worried. Worried about what? About my mother. I'm worried about my mother. I've come here to see her. Where is all this leading us? 
In your possession, I have found two letters with addresses in neutral countries and a packet of white powder. Do you know where that might lead us? No. Then I'll tell you. It's one of the reasons for these interrogations. Since the war began, many travellers have come before me in this room. Some of them have tried to bring in certain addresses. Addresses in neutral countries. We call them post boxes. And always they've brought with them a, a white powder to be used for secret writing, for sending information to these post boxes. A white powder that they always try to explain away. The headache powder, cure for a fever, or something given them by a friend. I'm always suspicious of addresses when there's also a white powder. But I've told you, it's my medicine. Yes, well, let's talk about addresses. These postbox addresses are precise and difficult to memorize, especially through the long weeks of coming to England. So they must be carried in some way, some way that I won't notice. One man had them pricked out with a pin in the pocket dictionary. Another had them concealed in a propelling pencil. Now, this might be quite ingenious. A young girl with two innocent letters in her handbag. Let's look at them. This one is from your fiancé. At least you say he's your fiancé. It was received by you the day before you left Madrid. I didn't say that. No, but your diary does. Here's the date. Left Madrid, 3.30. Look at the postmark. You received it the day before you left. You say it's from your fiancé, but it isn't an affectionate letter. It doesn't refer to your returning to England. Perhaps he didn't know. And he writes to you giving an address in Barcelona. Yes, he was there on business. Well, the other is also innocent enough from a friend, from your personal doctor. He does know about your coming to England. He wishes you a good journey, tells you to take care of yourself, and asks after your mother. So you'll be writing to him, won't you? And he supplies you with some medicine. They're ordinary letters, letters from friends. All right. If they are letters from friends and you keep such mementos, I would have expected there to be three letters. What? You were for five years English teacher at a fashionable girls' school. If you had to leave suddenly, for family reasons, because your mother is seriously ill, there'd be the customary letter, the testimonial to your work over these five years. And if these letters are worth bringing for personal reasons, the other letter would be worth bringing too. Or did you leave for some other reason? No. You tell me that you have a sister in Madrid, but you can't give me her address. No. Perhaps she hasn't found a flat yet. But if she does have a new address, she'll write to you in England. Yes. Where does she work? She's a hairdresser. Freelance. She goes to private customers, or she works from her home. That's why she has to find a flat. And then she'll write to you, and you'll write to her, and sometimes you'll write to your doctor friend. Sometimes you'll write to your fiancé. What is this white powder? I've told you. You've told me very little. Yes? What is it? I'm sorry, sir, but this is rather urgent. Oh. No. No, you deal with it, Captain. I'm busy. I'm sorry, sir. As I was saying, you've told me very little. And I'm not satisfied with the story you have told me. You say this is a letter from your fiancé. And this, from a friend, the doctor. 
But when I read them, it seems to me to be the other way around. That this is the fiancé. Did you get the story mixed up? Isn't it a story? I don't know anything about these other people you talk about. What other people? Well, with addresses and dictionaries and, and hidden in pencils. What is this to do with me? Four of them were hanged. Having addresses? And having a certain type of white powder. But I haven't done anything wrong. I'm telling you the truth. But not all the truth. Tell me about your fiancé, the pilot. All right. He was my fiancé. But not now. He's the brother of a very close friend, one of the school teachers. I've known him for two years. It wasn't going very well. We had rows. And when I had to come home, he was away, and I decided not to tell him. He was in Barcelona? Yes. As a pilot, he travels a great deal to neutral and to enemy countries. Yes, but I won't be writing to him. It's all over, and I, I won't be writing to him. Tell me about the doctor, Dr. Martinez. I've known him for five years. He was my doctor all the time. I was insane. He's a... A good friend. Your best friend? Yes. Well, from his letter, it would seem that he liked you very much. And he gave you this medicine. Yes. He writes telling you to take care of yourself. He asks about your mother. So it's natural that you'll be writing to him. Of course, there's all this trouble I won't be writing to him. I wonder, but I wonder if it means all these questions. I didn't say you mustn't write to him. Why did you leave your oh, employment? I told you. You've been in Spain five years. For three of those years, Britain has been at war. Why do you come home now? Because my mother is ill. Suddenly ill? Seriously ill? We can check this. Well, she's been ill for some time. Seriously ill? No. I want to see her. What's the matter? I'm sorry. I don't feel well. Would you like some of your medicine? No. No, thank you. I'll be all right. You said it was for when you're worried. Isn't this the time to take no, it? No, please. I want to go home. But you must take some now. I tell you, I don't need it. I'll be all right. What is this powder, Miss Anderson? I can have it analyzed, you know. If it's what I think it is, there's a quicker way. What? To taste it. Would you? Yes, I will. Well? What is it? I'm not quite sure. Try again. What is this stuff? You'll know soon enough. <coughs> I didn't ask you to take it. What is it? <coughs> it's poison. It's... Oh, it won't do any good. It's cyanide. Captain Egan, come in here at once. <coughs> what is it, sir? Your friend has taken poison. I didn't ask him to. He took it himself. Poison? She says it's cyanide. I'll get a doctor. No, get her out of there. Get her under guard. Then come back here. Yes, sir. <coughs> come along. Guard, sir, take charge of this woman. Yes, sir. How are you now, sir? I'm not sure. I'm not going numb. Did you swallow it, sir? Yes. Is there anything we can do? Well, we'll know very soon. Look, I want this done quickly. Right, sir. Here are two addresses. One in Barcelona... He said to be a civil airlines pilot. One in Madrid, a doctor. Get how people onto this right away. I want a report on both addresses and a report on both people. Yes, sir. There's also this address where she stays in Madrid. She says she, she had a sister in Madrid. I want her traced and a report on her. Also, Anderson says she was employed at the girls' school there. I want to know why she left. By the way, the sisters are ahead of her. Tell them it's urgent. Yes, sir. And have this 
how to analyze. Is it poisoned? I don't think so, sir. Certainly not what she said it was. Hmm. I've my own idea about it. Have it analyzed. Right, sir. And deal with the other passengers. Yes, sir. <coughs> Adjutant, please. Adjutant? I've um, finished with your office. Yes. I've had enough for today. Well, in the afternoon, the investigation of the other passengers was completed. Everyone on the plane was cleared, except, of course, Isabel Anderson. She was held in custody at the local police station. I returned to London to await the result of my inquiries. I had a theory about her. If I was right, it would explain her attitude, her evasions, and her lies. We checked in London. Her mother was not ill. When our agents in Spain had completed their inquiries, the reports came in. The reports on Isabel Anderson, sir. They've checked on the pilot, and he's in the clear. Nothing against him, sir. Here's the report. And um, they've traced the sister... And here's the report from the school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I thought there was a reason for her leaving so suddenly. She was dismissed. Do you have the analysis? Yes, sir. It was cocaine. Yes, I thought so. I knew there was something wrong. It was nervous, tense, belligerent. We just couldn't figure it out. Uh, do you have the report on the doctor? Yes, sir. Here's the report. And he has also written a letter about it. Oh, I see. She'd taken to drugs, been dismissed from the school. He tried to help her. Advised her to come home, gave her a small surprise to tide her over. Well, I think this also would explain the rows of the fiancé. Well, that's that. Do you have any charge against her, sir? No. She's still in custody, sir. Are you releasing her? Well, as far as I'm concerned, she can go. But now that it's all in official records, the customers will want to see her. Hmm. Smuggling, sir. Yes. You often taste these white powders, sir. You know, if the Germans had thought of it, it would have been a good way to get rid of you. Yes, but the Germans didn't think of it. It would have been a good trick if the Germans had thought of it. Isabel Anderson was cleared, but she had taught me a new trick in my own game. After that, I was much more careful with the white powders of espionage. You've been listening to Spycatcher with Bernard Archard as Colonel Oreste Pinto. The script was written by Robert Barr and the program produced for the BBC by Charles Maxwell. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.